this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Welcome to Unapologetically Bold, I'm Not Sorry For. If you are a person that is tired of apologizing for being you, you know, the human part of you that sometimes feels like it has to be different at home versus work versus play, the human side that just wants to be hot, humble, open, and transparent about your wants, desires, and uniqueness. If you answered yes, this is for you. Join me, Emily Elrod, as I dive into conversations with amazing guests about what they are not sorry for in creative and loving ways. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody. We are back for another Unapologetically Bold I'm Not Sorry For. And I am so excited today to have one of my good friends with me, Karen. Karen, welcome to the show. Emily, thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm super excited to be here today. Karen, tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll jump into what you're not sorry for. Sure. Um, In a nutshell, what I do right now is I am a confidence coach and I also co-host a talk show that we offer once a week. It's called the Positivity Chats. I co-host it with Steve Sullivan and it's really amazing what God is doing through that, through me. But um, yeah, I work with people to help them to develop their confidence, help them to reestablish the value principle. And to me, the value principle is that regardless of where you are in your life, whether you're in the valley or at the top of the mountain, you still have value. And a lot of times people forget that. And God's given me the ability to speak wonderful words of encouragement and hope into people when they're in those tough spots and help them to restore their confidence. So that's kind of what I do. And to speak a little bit more, because I know a little bit about your past and to say why you can speak so boldly about these things. If you can give just a little backstory on why you can, one, speak about it, and two, the kind of the trials and tribulations that, how your messes went into a message. (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. I mean, uh, it's actually kind of interesting. I was on a call earlier this morning, and we touched a little bit about my background story and that. Um, unfortunately, I have had to deal with the taste or the sting of racism, and I experienced that as a child. And when I was a kid, I was made to feel like I had no value, like I didn't matter. It was largely just because I looked different. And I didn't realize at the time, my parents, my family, they're Christians, and they were always trying to speak life into myself and my siblings. But racism is really just such a a horrible thing that people don't really understand unless you've been a victim of it. But carrying that on through my um, young adult life, I found myself involved in a toxic relationship. So that racism had already created a doorway for additional negative experiences to kind of really uh, eventually erase my self-esteem, my self-confidence. And it led me to feeling like for a long, long time that I had no value. I was doing great things on the outside. So people would look at me and they'd say, oh, Karen, you're so good at this, blah, blah, blah. But inside, I felt like I was garbage. And it took a lot of uh, prayers and support, but the Lord really uh, blessed me and put me back together because after my divorce, I was left into basically a pile of just shattered bones my parents saw me. They, My mom was crying. She couldn't believe 
how uh, I was just a shell of a person. But again, it was the prayers of my family, my support, my church family at the time um, that really helped me. My faith brought me back to a place that not only did God restore me to where I was before all of the negative, he actually has helped me to grow past what I was. So, I mean, I'm like on fire. Today, I told the person, I feel like I'm a fiery bush. And I love being able to tell people, especially when they're down in the valley and they feel like everything is going wrong in their life, they still have value. And when you know you have value, I mean, because there's value and there's worth, and that's a whole separate issue. But the value piece that so many people are looking externally for, they're looking to other people, they're looking to the world for, when you know that you have value, it's amazing what you can do and you can get yourself to do even when the cards are stacked against you. So that's Mm -hmm. why I'm so passionate about that. And I think that's very important to know on the aspect. And I think it really brings into what you're not sorry for. And so I'm going to ask you, Karen, what are you no longer apologizing for? Well, thank you, Emily. I am not sorry for leading with my heart. I used to um, have people kind of look at me like, you can't really be genuine, Karen. You, you're, you're too good to be true because I speak from my heart. Um, and a lot of times when I speak from my heart, all of these really amazing things come out of my mouth. And it's just like they make people feel good instantly. And it's never um, that I spend time thinking. I, I don't. There's no agenda behind what I say. And I, that's the best part about it. It truly is. I've allowed myself to become a vessel for God to operate through. So when I meet people, whether I've known them for 10 years or I've known them for 10 seconds, if I get an opportunity to talk to them, God has always given me an on-time word that can come straight from my heart that will help that person in that moment. And, and I used to feel bad about it because people were like, Karen, you, you're not being real. You're not being sincere. And It used to offend me that people would say that. And now I'm old enough to know I don't have to care. (laughs) And that's so true, though. It's it's a thing that sometimes happens, especially people of faith. And and even if you're not of faith, it's speaking from the heart of love and being kind and being patient and being honest with people in a way that is without an agenda. And I think that's the, the big part that comes from it is you're not coming, if this is my assumption, and I know you, so I can actually say this as fact, you're not coming to um, convert anybody. You're coming from a aspect that you just want to be a light. And I think this is very important in business aspect as well. And also life, how how many of us are not bold in our spiritual walks and our heart walks and how we truly feel about things. And so and it's more than a feeling. I feel like it's more of, and that, I guess that's something I want to dive in. Before we get started, what is even leading with your heart mean? You know, that is kind of a difficult question for people to really wrap their brain around because it was something that I didn't even realize I was just doing naturally until I started having conversations with, especially uh, people in the faith community. And I really began to understand that more. But leading with the heart really means um, when you allow what comes up in your heart to be what comes out of your mouth. And that is a loaded answer because it really is conditioned upon what your heart is, 
how your heart is postured is really everything. What is in your heart, what is in a person's heart will almost always betray who they are and how they are by the things that come out of their mouth and the actions that they display towards others. And if you're a person who's filled with a lot of negativity, you see it in either the words that they say or the actions that they do or don't do or don't say. Likewise, if you're a person whose heart is filled with love and kindness and all the great things about life, you don't have to necessarily say anything. You can just display action and people will know your heart is centered right. Mm. And I love that too, because it makes me think of, this is kind of a deeper talk, but I had a conversation with a few coaches, actual sports team coaches. And one of the things that they are experiencing is like, and, it, and I've also had this conversation with leaders it is whenever they got into the leadership, whenever they got into the coaching world, that they thought they were just supposed to like work on techniques. Let's work on uh, this. One was a gymnast coach and the other one was a uh, baseball coach. And like, hey, how to do a back handspring route or form or a full or whatever that technique that they're working or baseball, like making sure that they're swinging all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, they had one where one of the, the poor girls was, um, molested and having things that are placed in their heart that they didn't know that was there. That is another thing. And, and that's the reason why I think this is such a big subject too, because there's a lot of leaders and there's a lot of people walking around with things in their heart that they do not know how to do. Like, like I said, he's like, I came here and I thought I was just going to coach. You know, and I had another one and he's like, coaching is only about 50% of it. Yes. And he's in a high pressure uh, D1 college. And the things that these kids are asked, they feel, they feel like they have to do Mm. and the struggles from the core. And so that's the thing that I think is important with leading with your heart and leading specifically with what, why it says my heart, it's, it's ours. It's what we put in it, not what others yes. place upon it, if that makes yes. sense. It, so it let's talk about that for, I call them core values. That's really what heart is. It's like, what are the things that really tick my, like, and make me basically create a filter for my decisions? Yes. So for you, what what is that? How can you tell somebody or invite them to practically lead from the heart? Well, I like, I, I'm, I'm going to answer this kind of a little bit by touching on something you just said about, you know, um, the things that we put inside of us. You know, your heart is really conditioned by the filters, if you will, the things that you allow yourself to be exposed to, right? So if you are constantly feeding yourself, you're well, placing yourself in environments that are going to eventually give life to, that are going to birth types of behaviors, um, ideologies that are not positive, that are not about uplifting others, you have to know at some point down the road, the right circumstances are going to be put before you so that whatever you put into your heart is going to blossom. And many times these things are deeply rooted and you don't even know that you've been exposed to it. Part of those issues come from, I like to say, offense. That's a really great one. Offenses are are um, really damaging seeds that if you don't deal with it when you get offended by somebody from the very beginning, 
it will get planted in your heart. And over time with each additional offense, it gets very deeper and deeper. You have this case that goes around your heart, makes you cold. It changes you into somebody else. But part of what it also does is it gives life to unforgiveness and resentment and bitterness and anger. And I could go on and on about that, which is what you don't want. What you need to do is always be mindful of who you're speaking with. Who do you spend time with? What are you talking about when you're with mm. these people? You know, for me, values for me are about ethics and about integrity and honesty. And this word is used way too much, but it still is true. Being your authentic self. Because when you're talking about leading from your heart and your heart, I'm a firm believer, your heart will never betray you. You can go out there, you can try to present this false front, but your heart, because it is filled with everything that you've been allowing it to be exposed to, will still project something different if you're not being authentic. And people know how to spot a fraud. You can dress up nice. You can say all the right words, but there's this feeling we get, and I feel like it is the Holy Spirit with that talks to everybody, whether you are a believer or not. It's that quiet, still voice that tells you, hey, that person, what they're saying, it's something's not right. I see them smiling. It sounds right, but something's telling me it's not lining up. I would tell somebody if I was having a conversation, listen to that little voice that you hear because there's probably a lot of truth going on. And usually when time goes on, we are able to see truth come to the forefront because things begin to unravel down the road. So I don't know if that answers your question directly, but goodness gracious, we have got to be careful what we are listening to, who we're spending time with, even things that we're reading. We have to be careful. You've got to guard your heart. Isn't it saying the word of God that out of your heart springs forth the words of life. And I may not be quoting the scripture accurately, but it is so true. Everything that we put in our hearts, it does dictate how we go through life, whether it's good or it's bad. It also is the thing that is going to ensure that we have a longer life. So make sure you have your heart filled with good things. Amen. And that's, there's so many things I hear on that. One, I hear boundaries, I hear offense, and it actually makes me think of Two part, I give uh, Mike Todd, uh, Transformation Churches actually, um, but that hot that I say for us to be humble, open and transparent, that actually comes from his, um, well, from the churches, that's, that's what their mission is. And I'm like, I love that because I think it's that authentic. And that's something that my goal is, is to be humble, open and transparent. But to connect that back with the offense, he did an amazing illustration on this. And again, it doesn't matter if you're of faith or not. These are still values that every human wants from a physiological perspective. Our body craves this. This is how we are designed. It's actually called oxytocin. And it's so that connection. I call it the love hormone of the body. But all that to say is he had an illustration and it was talking about a fence on how we have one fence. And literally he had his crew come put a fence up around him. And I actually another saw fence. him recently. Yeah, I saw him and, recently do that. Yeah, and then he put barbed wire and like and how you're missing some of the blessings that could happen in your life because of the the fences that we've placed around ourselves and around our heart. And so I think that's really important. And also from the physiology perspective and how we're designed is that we talk about sleep, food, mood, and movement. They have a lot of power over us. But the thing that actually has even more power is our environment and that being 
our sphere of influence. That has a major impact on what puts into our heart and how it can change us. I think that um, is it Social Dilemma, the new uh, yes. Netflix series. Yes. It talks a lot about the engineering. And here's this. I say this as a slight. Those are the things that I know how to do, but I don't want to. To a point, I do want to inspire people. I don't want to manipulate them. And right. that's how I feel like you could you a lot of people can and do do it to manipulate. Mm -hmm. And so if that's controlling us, then other things are controlling us. We and then we have offenses around us. There's a lot going on. And so right now somebody's listening to this and they're like, Lord, have mercy. I am in state of overwhelm. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to back off for a minute and talk a little bit more about leading with your heart and how it's a practical approach and it's actually less overwhelming Yes, yes. when you do it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the easiest way, well, I think the easiest way for people to lead with their heart is just think about what's on your mind when you start the day. I mean, I was having a conversation with someone last week and I was talking about somebody that I reached out to that I had been meaning to reach out to for a long, long time. And I just allowed other things to get in the, in the way. And that was an example of me leading with my heart finally, because, you know, I feel like the Lord put this person on my heart for a reason. I didn't know if they were going through any difficult time or not, but it was something so easy. I told myself and one of the individuals that I ended up doing that with was probably my oldest friend. I've known her for over 30 years and there's been a period of time where we don't always talk as frequently, but for the last several weeks, she'd been on my heart that I should reach out and talk to. And I had like about 20 minutes in between some calls on uh, Friday. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to pick up the phone and I'm going to call her. I don't even know what she's doing. I don't know if she's available. She answered on the very first ring, which never happens. And we had the absolute best call in that 20 minutes. And she was able to be encouraged by just me thinking of her. And I was encouraged by what she was sharing with me. And it come to find out she had been thinking about calling me at the same time. So that's just a very practical way of me leading with my heart. That's something that all of us have the ability to do. You get up in the morning or maybe you're at your desk and you're thinking about, oh, I should just... Um, go pick up something special or nice for my wife or your significant other. And it doesn't have to be like you're spending lots of money. It's just when those thoughts of you wanting to do something nice for someone and really just the thought, people don't always need to have a gift. If you call them and you just say, hey, I was thinking of you, sometimes that is such a powerful statement and you don't even realize in that moment that person was going through some difficult moment and they just needed to know that somebody else was out there thinking about them. So that's those are some practical ways. And I love that for us, how we like I said earlier, oxytocin is it's to find those oxytocin releases. And that's one of the best ones. It's whenever you have those moments, find a way to bond with somebody because yes. you never know. I, and that's the thing. Again. If you want to, everybody that, if you listen to my show, you know where my heart is, you know what guides me. But even if you take that out, yes. whenever you have that moment, do it. Yes. I don't feel like you can call it intuition if you want. Absolutely. It's an insight and a knowing that's deeper. And it, and it does, I feel like it does stem from the heart. 
And then also the other thing is, is look for those, what we call, again, oxytocin releases. So again, it's bonding. So handwritten notes, yes. um, gratitude, yes. find, find ways that you can um, care for others. And we joked before this and uh, she said something, she said, she spoke my love language. Love <laughs> language is huge. Um, mine's words of affirmation. So you can tell me I'm amazing all day and I'm just going to be like, ah, thank you. Um, <laughs> where my husband's is not and <laughs> totally opposite. And so I was laughing. Oh, we were laughing before this because at, uh, for some reason, oh, I, opposites attract. It's just what it is I found. And so, but with that, I have uh, found <laughs> that finding ways that we can speak together and, and knowing what his is and knowing what mine is and doing that with your people. Like the people you work with is yes. very important. All my people, first thing, first day, let me know what your love language is. Um, if you don't know what your love language is, here's here, go take a test because I need to know what it is because if not, I'm naturally going to lean towards what I say. And I think that's, a, again, going with leading with a heart and finding connections. And so talk about a time when you have led with your heart and it worked out for the better and how it was something that you're like, yes, I'm finally walking out doing this boldly. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I have a client who is really struggling with uh, their self-confidence and it seems like every time we get together, um, I see them making some improvements, but then I hear them making comments and statements that kind of are like, wait a minute, what happened here? And so over the last week after I met with this client, I just felt it in my heart that I needed to just send them a little email that just said out of the blue that I was thinking of them and I wanted to check in. And their response when they got, they wrote back to me uh, probably within a couple of hours, their response made me practically fall off the chair because this client is a type of just very logical they're you know they're all about if you tell me to do this i'll do that and it's just very in the box and i'm a little bit more touchy-feely kind of ooh, you know but in a good way of course um but anyways i wasn't expecting them to respond at all because all the other times they haven't really been responsive but when they responded back they said oh my goodness karen thank you so much for sending this message because it let me know that somebody cares about me. And I had no idea that they were feeling that way, especially at that exact moment. I mean, I've kind of picked up on different things we've been working on whenever we would meet. But in that moment, I didn't know they were feeling that way. And when I got that message back, I felt like, thank you, Lord. I'm so glad I listened to you because it was just kind of an all of a sudden, just send them a little note. It wasn't long. It was just, hey, I'm proud of the hard work that you're doing. Thanks for doing it. Even if you feel like you're not, you know, making all of the successes that you want, you're still showing up. You're still trying and you need to applaud yourself for that. And they were just like, wow. Thank you so much. And I was like, thank you for helping me to just be doing what you've created me to do. And I didn't worry about if they're going to think it's too like religious or I, I kind of left that out the door a little while ago. I just said, you know what, this is who God made me to be. 
you're either mm. going to like me or you're not. Um, my agenda is not to make everyone like me, but give me a little bit of time. <laughs> you're going to like me because you're going <laughs> to like the things that I say. I mean, I can't help it. So that's just how it always works out. You know, it's just that mm. way. I love that. And I love the heart that like even speaking with it. So any of my listeners listening in right now, like you have got to be able to tell you have a heart that cares and loves and serves others. And that's what I'm so blessed to continue to get to know you more and the work that we learn and grow. Um, I'm just I'm just grateful for you for all of that. So I know that we're coming right at our end time. So I do have a question for people that are apologizing for leading with their heart. Yes. What, what would you tell them? Uh, very simply stop apologizing. Just that simple. I mean, if you are leading with your heart, you are doing it the way that it's meant to be. We are all created in the image of God. Everything that God does comes from his heart. He is a heart that is built and is overfilling, overflowing with love. And when people lead with their heart, especially when it's positive things that are coming out of their heart, they are basically just a, a vessel of God. They're an extension of God. And think about that. I mean, whether you believe in you believe in God or not, that's still something pretty incredible to know that you have an opportunity to be a vessel for God, right? Just by saying something nice to the person behind you, you like their hat. I do that all the time. My kids get a little weird. They, they look at me sometimes because I'll see somebody who has a really cool coat. I won't even know them. I'll just go up to them and I'll go, I absolutely love your coat. And they just look at me like, oh. my kids are like, uh, and the person is like, Oh my gosh. And in that moment, they feel like they're a rock star. So if you mm -hmm. lead with your heart, I say, keep doing it, keep mm -hmm. doing it. You never know who you're touching more importantly. And I'm a big believer in this. People watch us all the time. And many times there are people that we don't know that we will never interact with that are watching us. And then they're taking something from what they see. So lead with your heart. If that's how you are postured, keep doing it. You are changing people's lives, people you know, and people you don't. Yeah. I love it. It's, you're being a, a glow stick shining <laughs> light in a dark world. You're giving um, a part of yourself and, and understanding that for me, it is just like, there's that saying, if, if you have a smile, like pass it on. Yes. You know, one, it's cool because there's mirroring neurons in your brain that actually will pass it on. So if I smile, you're going <laughs> to smile. I know how that works. It's pretty awesome. Again, physiology for the win. But all that to say is there's these cool things of just passing on kindness. And there's this song that says, <laughs> basically, when did kindness become so revolutionary? Yes. And, and that's my thing is, especially in this season right now, oh, it, gosh, it yes. just pass it on, pass kindness on, lead from your heart and make sure that you have what's in your heart is that kindness. And if it doesn't, you can't be kind to others. If you're not kind to yourself, you can't that's love right. others if you don't love yourself, can't lead others if you don't lead yourself. So those are kind of things too, that I would, um, because it is, it, it's what's in your heart will come out of your mouth. And also, I'd like to add one quick little note here, too. A lot of times people who lead with their hearts sometimes have a 
trouble accepting kindness back. So I would encourage anyone that is listening to you, watching this, if that is you, learn how to receive the kindness that is coming your way. Because guess what? It's payback time, right? You sow, you reap what you sow. When you are out there sowing kindness all over the place, you should not be surprised when it comes back to you. And sometimes it, it might take a while, but when it comes back, it's usually going to be even more than what you put out there. It can be hard in the beginning, but receive it, receive it, receive it. I, that was a lesson that was really hard for me to learn a long time ago. But now I'm just like, okay, I mean, not to the point that I'm arrogant, but I'm like, if someone wants to do something nice for me now, I allow them to. That's their way of trying to also do what we do naturally. Let them do it. Uh, amen to that one, because that one's a big one. That could be a whole nother series in itself. And there is uh, Shonda Rhimes, Year of Yes. She yeah. talks about that too. And just how in a full in a room full of women that were top, top people in the movie industry, how none of them could take a compliment. Yeah. But I, I feel like that, that specifically I can speak as a woman because that's yeah. what I am. Um, yeah. That saying, taking compliments, it's taken me years to say, thank you shut the mouth, you know, right. right. Accept it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And it's like, and the thing is, is I, if you give it out, some people may be awkward with it. And yeah. what I tell people a lot of times is receive it because it's true. That's right. And so if you, if, if you can give it, give it, if you need it, reach out to some of your people that may can give it easily. That's Find right. ways that sources and be careful if you're watching negative or listening to negativity, like you said, Karen. So I think those are some amazing tips. And I am so blessed that you came on today. And thank you all that will listen in later. I hope you have an amazing and blessed day. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Unapologetically Bold. I'm not sorry for if this touched you in any way, please like and subscribe and share with your friends as we continue the message of being unapologetically bold by being hot humans who are humble, open, and transparent. See you next time.